1: all right we're back here on radio row day number two for us as we're getting closer and closer to the big game and of course all our guests here are brought to you by spice and foods the official sauces of the kansas city chiefs and by ray gun the greatest store in the universe, and we're excited to be joined by both Solomon Wilcotts and Dr. Chad Hanson. Solomon, of course, uh, with Sirius XM NFL Radio, the host of The Opening Drive, a long-time career in the NFL. Our producer was excited to see you. He's a Cincinnati guy. Yeah, and then Dr. Cool. Uh, Chad Hanson, uh, <laughs> we'll be joined by him and, and learn a little bit more about Macy uh, in a second as well. But, Solomon, you, you were joking with us off air a little bit. You know, the, the Chiefs, are you already getting tired of seeing the Chiefs in the game no, like this?
2: no, I think we absolutely love it. You know, I remember when uh, Andy Reid was coming over to become the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, and I remember just saying, I think the Kansas City Chiefs and their fans are going to be entering a period of prosperity where they can really get used to a lot of wins. I never saw it crescendoing into, you know, six straight trips to the AFC Championship game, multiple trips to the Super Bowl, and multiple Vince Lombardi trophies. And now here you are working on a third Under Andy Reid. So this is phenomenal. And, uh, of course, you know, Cincinnati and Kansas City with the quarterbacks, they have a lot in common. And so it's going to be a great rivalry for a long time. But right now, you guys are living in your glory. And so many people are happy for you.
0: It's one thing for us to say, and I think it would probably mean more from a former player. We try to remind people that it's not as easy to get to and win Super Bowls as Patrick Mahomes makes it look. It's a lot harder than that, right? Yeah.
2: He makes it look really easy. There's no doubt about What is this? Uh, his fourth trip to five the Super years. Bowl in five years? Just incredible. No one's ever done this at such an early age. At 28, most of, if you look at Joe Namath, I mean, excuse me, um, uh, if you look at Terry Bradshaw, I think he was 31 or 33 years of age by the time he played in his fourth Super Bowl. Um, Tom Brady was 30 when he played in his fourth Super Bowl, and now here he is, only 28 years old playing in his fourth Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes. This is a phenomenal start to a career. When
0: you get to this stage of your career, something that it, that maybe got brushed under the rug a little bit, we should have made a bigger point about it, mm-hmm. was Nagy and some of these other guys have talked about how Patrick now has firmer control over what he's choosing to do. Yeah. They're giving him more time. They're letting him evaluate the line of scrimmage. How long has it taken the NFL at quarterback to like fully – it's it's 100% my show, and I'm almost as much in charge of it as you are because I know what I like at this
2: stage. There's been a lot of conversation about that. Think about it now. He did sit for the one year, but this is like six straight years as a starter. And I think right around that fifth or sixth year, but usually right around number six, is when you there's nothing a defense – can do to you that you haven't seen before multiple times and so your ability to sort of crack the code if you will um, you have everything at your disposal and quarter and coaches tend to want to put more on your plate it just depends on proving to the coaching staff that I can handle it all I have an answer to everything they're going to throw at us and you have to show that at a very high level before a coach like Andy Reid's going to say okay it's all yours and so um, clearly I think they've hit the sweet spot in Kansas City with that combination.
1: We're talking to Solomon Wilcox here on Cody and Gold. The big part of the discussion legacy-wise this week is what this franchise has done. You were going through just how many Super Bowls they've been to, but we know there's a chance that Patrick Mahomes does get his you know, next ring. All of a sudden, Tom Brady, Mahomes' comparisons will only continue to increase. He'll actually be pacing past Brady. Where are you at on that and what we're seeing from Patrick Mahomes in the grander picture?
2: Great start to a career, but you and I both know a great start doesn't mean a great finish. Uh, I think we have to pump the brakes a little bit, um, simply because when you win seven (laughs) Super Bowls, I think we're going to compare a guy who's won uh, two, maybe his third, to seven. Uh, Still a lot of work to do, right, guys? I mean, think about that. And then the fact that Tom Brady's gone to ten Super Bowls over the course of his career. However, if you just take, like, the first sample size of the first six seasons for both quarterbacks, clearly Patrick Mahomes has trended beyond what Tom Brady did during his first six seasons. So he's really setting a trend and setting a pace that could see him equal if not past Tom Brady. But, man, that's a, we got a lot of time, and there's a lot that's left to be done between now and then.
0: How impressed have you been by the job Steve Spagnuolo's done? I think that, like, yeah. for us, we continue to be blown away with the young talent they've had, but specifically get him to this level. Yeah. How, you know, can he do it again, right? We think he can against the 49ers, but where do you stand on where
2: Spags has done? I've always been a huge fan of Coach Spagnuolo. Um, I go back to the fact that he's the guy that was the architect of a great defense when he was with the Giants that turned back the New England Patriots and kept them from achieving what everyone knew they wanted was a perfect season. This is the Tom Brady-led Patriots with Randy Moss and some really great players. And no one could beat them. But Spags put together a defense uh, with Justin Tuck, Michael Strahan, and those guys. And and it was a phenomenal game plan. Great performance of pressure where they hit, hurry, and harass Brady. Um, They robbed the receivers of their ability to make big plays. It's hard to stop Randy Moss, as you well know, from winning down the field. They were able to do that and uh, I just thought it was one of the great performances by a defense in any big game and certainly one of the best game plans that we've ever seen. And now all he's gone on to do is just put together other big game plans to stop other great quarterbacks, and his resume is deep and his ability to win championships. He's up there with the great Dick LeBeau for being some of the great defensive coordinators that the game has ever seen.
1: Legarius Sneed, Trent McDuffie, these are two names that are becoming more household, but I, I still don't know if people recognize how dominant they've been. You, you played safety in the league. When you watch yeah. the secondary, what, what stands out about this young secondary that
2: the Chiefs have right now? Let's start with Legereus Sneed. I mean, he's got the length, he's got the talent. What I love about him, he's got the patience at the line of scrimmage. you got to understand, when most defensive backs are playing press man-to-man coverage, instead of... They don't do the press part. They don't get their hands on the receiver, which is what you're supposed to do. And that is to disrupt the timing and the rhythm of the passing game. No offensive passing game can operate when you disrupt the timing. That's why we have a pass rush, right? And that's why defensive backs are allowed to get their hands on the receiver within the first five yards. Most guys open the gate and just allow a free release, which means you're not disrupting timing. And I think LeJarrius Sneed is one of the best at staying square on the receiver, staying patient, and getting a jam on the receiver. i would never seen anyone jam a receiver, particularly of the talent of Tyreek Hill, as he did in, in, in that playoff Disrespected game. him. We well, love yeah. that clip in Kansas City of Tyreek <laughs> being put on his it, rear. Well, even even Tyreek Hill had to like, give him <laughs> props for that, right? I mean, it was phenomenal. People don't realize how hard that is to do. But LeJarrius Sneed has, I think, perfected it. He understands the technique that's required to play his 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 position at a very high level. And then I do think, um, you know, in terms of the safeties, you know, Justin Reed I think is a phenomenal – I think he's been great. I've always loved Mike Edwards. Even when he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the guy's always been a big play safety that when he gets his hands on the ball, he knows what to do with it. He's going to take it to the house. I think the pairing of those two safeties has helped elevate – The secondary as well. And then, obviously, George Karloftis uh, teamed up on the front end of the defense with Chris Jones. That's another way of disrupting the passing game. This is not a secondary with a lot of interceptions. Right. But yet they keep people out of the end zone. And we always say pressure leads to picks. They're getting pressure. They're not creating those big plays on the back end. But the fact that you keep teams out of the end zone, you don't let them throw it over your head, right? Right with explosive plays in the passing game, and you force them to keep snapping the ball. They did get the turnovers against the Baltimore Ravens, and how they were able to stop that offense and hold Lamar Jackson to what they did, I thought that was one of the great performances by any defense.
0: This is Big 12 country, too. What do you like about the job Deion Sanders is doing there
2: at Colorado? Yeah, a hey, good start, right? And uh, obviously, if you think about it economically, he's moved the needle. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm telling you now, the the, the – now boulder is not a place that was hurting for capital it's a beautiful town economically they were already thriving but the needle that he moved in terms of the local economy and what has happened there is simply phenomenal and obviously with the athletic department now we got to get some wins right because you just can't you got to have some substance to all of the um all of the pomp and circumstance that you've seen take place and look it's not built overnight. He clearly has brought, I think, a presence back to that program. We're back in the Big Twelve. That's why we them started back in the Big Twelve. That's where we started. Like when I played there, we were in the Big Eight, and then it became the Big Twelve, and uh, and we had our time. And then when they moved over, listen, I'm telling you, we got to blame any other Texas schools. Because whenever they whenever they hey. come into your pro whenever they come into your conference, I hear you. all hell. <laughs> all <laughs> hell breaks loose, guys. I'm just remember the old Southwest Conference? Yeah, oh yeah. All the all the Texas schools, that thing just disintegrated. And yeah. then they leave and they come to the Big 12. It was disintegrating, right? Nebraska had to leave, Colorado had to leave, all the schools leaving. Ah, now that the Texas schools are gone, <laughs> yeah. they consume everything in their path. They don't share the money equally. I'm having fun with this. You're but, describing them like but, locusts. But I is, like it. But this is fact, right? This is fact. And they don't share the money. But this is, I think the Big 12 is getting back to being what it was. A real strong conference, not just in football, but in basketball as well, right? And uh, and, and I think there's going to be fair level competition not just on the field, but financially as well. You've got to be able to share the wealth.
1: Real quick, 30 seconds here. Uh, a game prediction, Solomon, from you, presented by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs, and by Ray Gunn, the greatest store in the
2: universe. How do you see it going? I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, guys. I think both of these offenses are prone to put points on the board. We know Patrick Mahomes, the Grim Reaper. This guy can turn it on at any time. Remember Super Bowl 54? They're trailing by 10. 20 to 10 was the score with eight minutes to go. They scored 21 unanswered points to win that game, 31 to 20. And then don't sleep on Brock Purdy and this 49ers offense. It's one of, what, the fourth offense in NFL history to have a quarterback with 4,000 yards passing and four players with over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. So um, they can score 42 38, Kansas City Chiefs. There you
1: go. Solomon Wilcox of Sirius XM, his game prediction, thanks to Spice and Foods. And uh, as we put it on, on the stream, you can see we got this nice hot. You know I'm not a, I'm not a huge hot sauce guy. You're going to get me to try some of this, though. At harissa some point. makes
0: great hot sauce. This
1: stuff is this is very popular. We'll be handing these out to everybody that comes by Radio Row. Thanks to Spice and Foods, it is the official sauce of the Kansas City Chiefs. So we got a, what, a little Louisiana, number 218 hot sauce, Harissa, and a little garlic.
0: Look, You'd even like, if you don't like hot sauce, like, all over the place, it adds so well, much flavor some to something. I, I don't know why you wouldn't add hot. I think bit. I'll go
1: get some fries from the food court, and then oh. we'll get a little hot sauce
0: and try it on okay, some fries. Okay, so briefly, fries from the food court. We've got to talk about the food court for just <laughs> yeah. a second. Okay, so, yeah. look, we're in a convention center, so there is a food court area. Show ends at noon Vegas time, right? Yes, two o'clock yes. Kansas City time, but noon Vegas time. We're like, all right, it's time to eat, you we know? didn't to eat lunch yesterday, got too busy, whatever, or two days ago, so, like, let's get some lunch. We go to just – let's just call it a fast food burger chain. I don't care what you want to call it. The same as like In-N-Out or any of these other – not those. We can, we can say the name. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter? We would we to, we to okay. Johnny, Johnny Rockets. Johnny Rockets. We pop up there, and we're like, all right, burger and fries, no drink. The cost of a hamburger, a single cheeseburger and french fries yesterday – Was hold on! Give me
1: the exact amount. The receipt for a rocket cheeseburger meal,
0: without a drink, was twenty six (laughs) oh four. And then it and then it had the audacity to ask me to tip. I was like, "Tip? This is fast
1: food." I I tipped a couple bucks on it.
0: I don't know. Like in those situations, we talk about tipping culture. I got a whole like fast food. This is a whole different thing. It's tough. Twenty six dollars for a cheeseburger. Dude, you should. You know what? I take it back. Get as many thirty-five dollars spaghetti and meatballs as you want, man. I don't care if it's going to cost me twenty-six dollars yeah. for Johnny Rockets. I right, am drawing right. the line there. I borderline they, feel like I shouldn't eat it. Like I feel too bad spending that amount of money for a cheeseburger and then submitting that receipt. They're going to look at me like, "What is this? What on earth is this receipt?" The,
1: the the food court is convenient. It's also open to the public too. So that's what they they admitted they they jacked up the rates or the pricing for Super Bowl week. You already know you're going to pay resort pricing and stuff like that, but then you add in the Super Bowl, and yes, uh, $26 for a, a burger and a fry.
0: What percentage chance do you think that Solomon Wilcott's prediction of 42-38? is in the
1: high 30s Look, and this low is, 40s. We, we want different perspectives. I love his insight, by the way, on Snead, and, and, and we know how physical Legereus Snead is, and he, he talked about how he, he thinks he's the best in the game right now at press coverage because he's like, nobody else actually truly presses. And he's like, Legere's sneak does. And so I-, I loved hearing that insight. 42-30, I would be stum- – I mean, that's just not how the games have gone all year for that's Kansas That's how last City. year's Super Bowl went. R- right, but, some not, people but, do thi- but this year, I mean –
0: Have yeah. the Chiefs scored 42-1s? The Bears was the highest scoring game. They scored 41-42 in that game. It's, it's, They've only been in the 40s once, so predicting it a second time against a Niners defense, which... It was 41-10 against Chicago. I don't remember exactly where they were, but the 49ers defense is a top-five scoring defense just like anyone else. Yeah, the the game
1: might be higher scoring than I think. I, look, I, it wouldn't be the first time that I'm, I'm wrong on a, on a bet, that's for sure. Uh, but I, I think it goes under 47.5. Even if it goes over 47.5, I don't think we're getting a 38-35 game. I mean, that'd be fun. Uh, that'd be fun, by the way. that's not they
0: win it, it'd be fun.
1: That's how Mahomes gets MVP. I mean, I've, I've been asked by a lot of people this week, hey, other than Mahomes, who can win MVP? And I'm like, Isaiah Pacheco, but only if it's a low-scoring game. I mean, if it's a 35-point game. It's Mahomes. Uh, then it, it's not going to be Pacheco because I, I don't think Pacheco's getting four touchdowns.
0: I know we're talking about this from the Chiefs' offensive end. The Chiefs' defense has only allowed 27 points once and 24 or less in every other single <laughs> game this year. So do I think the 49ers are getting two extra touchdowns? On no. what I have told you, has not just been a good defense. Has compared in this playoff run to historically great defenses. He, so if I'm that high on them, no way. I think the score is getting 42-30. It's fine. Solomon's line to make his prediction. He picked the Chiefs. That's why we ask? Applaud. Fine. He might be the only guy who gives us a number where the total reaches hundred. I, I guess ninety th- or I, eighty. I
1: think that's true. 80. Yeah, I, I just don't believe we'll we'll see that kind of score. And even if you somehow believe this game's a blowout, one way or the other. If it's that you're talking, what like thirty-one seventeen? That that also still isn't anywhere near the number. So we'll see. Like, entertain people want points. Yeah, we'll people see. love points and all that. Uh, so thanks to Solomon wilcox though from SiriusXM. Uh, surprised Drew didn't didn't try to get it. You know, uh, Solomon will bring a Solomon wilcox jersey. Drew's not here, so I can talk crap on him. when he will co- be back in a second. Um, he's got other stuff he's, to he's, do. He's, he's working. Not on just he's, alone. Work- he's working on some other stuff. He's uh, he's a sensey guy. So I figured Solomon Wilcotts would uh, would enjoy that.
0: Yeah, I think so. I just, I, I mean, look, I hope for his sake that the score total actually hits somewhere near that number, but again, so, that, that's well, not the game I'm rooting for. That's not the kind of game I want them to play.
1: Reminder, later on today, we're still expecting Thomas Dimitrioff, former Falcons general manager, uh, to join us. Also, the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, Clark Hunt, at 1 o'clock today. He'll join us live here on your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs 10 Sports Radio. A lot to get into with, with Clark Hunt about not only what's going on this week and having this Chiefs franchise be the villain. Did he ever think he, his franchise would become the villain franchise, meaning they're winning a lot of games? And then where do things stand with the renovations? We know now it's going to a vote in April, the 3A sales tax extension. What do those renovations look like? When When is that information going to come out? Does he have anything he can share? Those are all things we'll get into with Clark Hunt right here exclusively on 610 Sports Radio at 1 o'clock
0: Central Time, so 1 o'clock
1: for everybody uh, in Kansas City.
0: Is there part of you that wonders whether or not um... – a slightly injured Nick Allegretti is a safer option than trying to force Joe Tooney into the lineup? Like, I got nothing against Joe Tooney's toughness. It has nothing to do with that. I understand he wants to play in this game. The man's won a lot of Super Bowls. He won a couple with the Patriots. He's won here in Kansas City. But are you sure that 80% of Joe Tooney is better than 100% of Nick Allegretti? Okay, like, I'm makes, just starting yeah. to – you know, I'm sorry. I did the math backwards on the other one. But are we sure that that's the safer play? Because part of me is like, don't tempt fake. Just get Allegretti in there and be sure that that's your plan. Get everyone used to each other for a third consecutive week because they get the bye week two and just be there, especially because they did a padded practice yesterday. By the way, the 49ers complaining about the firmness of their field and then that, that's great. But they did a padded practice yesterday. Just go Allegretti. I
1: think that's where it's trending anyway. I mean, I think it's a ten to fifteen percent chance, if that, that Joe Tooney ends up playing in this game. It's not a pain tolerance; it's functionality. Andy Reid was asked about that. It's not as if, hey, just tough it out for us, because there's nobody questioning the toughness of Joe Tooney. No, it's a functionality problem. You, you can it, you can, block can you play Nick left? Bosa? Yeah, can you play left guard in the NFL in a Super Bowl? With the injury to your pack, a different degree of severity depending on who you talk to. But um, either way, it's it's seem, be it seems like surgery. yeah, it seems like the answer is that no, you, you can't play with it. So I don't, I don't think we can say zero percent. They haven't officially ruled him out, but it's very unlikely. And I think you have to feel confident. In Nick Allegretti, uh, five years in the league, played in the Super Bowl. Moment's not going to be too big. We saw how emotional he was after the game against the Baltimore Ravens, and, and so I, I think he'll be ready for it. And they'll continue to do some things to help him out if they have to. But in, in run game. Situations, he was—he looked great. Pass protection is where probably is the biggest drop off between him and, and Joe Tooney. I mean, he's. But a, where he's have the
0: road. 49ers been taken advantage of this year? The run game, yep. specifically up the middle in the run game. I mean, I and I know you don't want to just go into the, the game because like the ers are going to be thinking this entire time that's how they're going to attack us. But knowing like there was a stretch of that game in the Lions game, and I understand the Lions loss and all that, but let's just talk about how the defense got taken advantage of in the first half. There was a stretch of time in that Lions game when I think that the 49ers knew the Lions were going to run it right up the middle of them, and they still couldn't do anything about it. Sometimes the weaknesses of your team are your weakness. Whether a team wants yeah. to attack you there or not doesn't mean it shouldn't be your plan, knowing that they also think that's going to be your
1: plan. I, so I actually think, though, with the Niners and what the Lions I, maybe up the middle as well, Cody, but I, I believe you watch the – 49ers against Detroit. What did Detroit try to do? They actually tried to get to the edge. They, 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 that's where Jameer Gibbs came into play in, in, in a big portion of his success. Yeah, I, I think the Chiefs, Chase Young has become somewhat of a liability despite being the big name yeah. for the 49ers in rundowns. And, and you can get him. And so I think that's where the Chiefs, now maybe they don't trust their tackles enough. I don't know. But as much as we talk about running between the tackles and the strength of this Chiefs O-line is the interior, I actually think if you can get Pacheco, or this is where Jarek McKinnon comes into play, if you can get to the outside, I actually think that's that's what they're they're wanting. And I think they can have some success there. The Lions certainly did go to the outside a little bit with Jameer Gibbs. And we'll see as we get further along. We'll talk to uh, some people about the – analytical side and the scheme side of the game and that'll be something we'll get into even with Thomas Dimitrioff from Sumner Sports a little bit later on today on the show 913-586-7610 real quick someone did say you guys got to go to in and out it's still cheap can get an animal burger and fries for less than uh less than ten dollars close it's like yeah, we, literally
0: five like a five second walk we, from here
1: that's why we went to the the food court it's right outside the media row and, and you only have we only had a little bit of time to grab food yesterday that's why we ended up there but yes they've definitely jacked up the uh the the rates for anything because of uh, the fact that, look, we're in Super Bowl week. This is kind of what happens. We are here for our big game coverage, brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union, proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at chiefchecking.com. Up next, we continue here live in Las Vegas. We'll get you caught up. What's trending in sports? A lot of people on the text line giving me crap for what happened in the Sunflower Showdown. Good news is I really barely watched the game, but we'll talk about it on What's Trending, and we'll also get into the Chiefs' offensive issues specifically in the second half.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?